You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hi, angels. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We are having quite the morning. Vanessa put matcha in her and cinnamon in her smoothie and we're just we're just kind of like I don't know we're just kind of on it today laughing and yeah I we had a different topic planned for you guys and we decided to wait till next week because we needed a little bit of fun I live a little bit of levity um so we were kind of talking about I think it's let's let's theme this one around those moments where you hear your intuition or your ancestors or your guides talking to you, but yet you ignore them and you like, don't listen to them. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Like, and then you're just, you have conversations and it looks like you're talking to somebody, but you're really not. It's those moments where people would probably lock us in a loony bin that if they ever saw us. Yes. I actually have a completely different, you know, since my spiritual journey began, I have a completely different viewpoint on when somebody tells me that they hear something or see something what like my old psychology self is like oh no psychosis me now is like tell me about it <laughs> tell me what's happening because you're either you it could still be psychosis or <laughs> you could be spiritually connected and don't know what to do with it <laughs> but yeah I think uh yeah, like we, I, I think probably what three times we had false starts of. So what are we going to talk about today? And we just talked about something completely different. And still didn't hit record. Still didn't start anything. It's almost like spirit was like, no, not like stop. Just do what you're doing. <laughs> yes, just continuing talking about random shit and see what comes up because right. that's what we do. I mean, that's that's the fun of us, you know. We. Yeah. We, we have our morning sessions. We have pregame sessions in the morning. We start this, it's right now 11.26 a.m. And well, this specific time, it's far later mm-hmm. on the Eastern side, but we start this at 8.30 a.m. So for the last three hours, <laughs> we've been like, the first hour and a half is like therapy. We have to, we talk things out. We support each other. That's what we do. You know, what we do for you guys, we do for each other. You know, we're kind of here to help us work through whatever we're working through. You know, my, I told him, you know, a kind of impactful story about some part of what we're going to record for our body journey this week. Um, stuff like that. Like, you know, we really get into kind of the heart of the matter where each other's at energetically, emotionally, and mentally, which is perfect because that's why it's like, every time we miss a Sunday, I feel like I've missed my therapy appointments. Um, you know, yeah, my boyfriend's always like, you don't go to therapy. Like when I talk about, you know, people need to go to therapy, you don't go to therapy. I'm like, dude, I go to therapy every Sunday and Wednesday. (laughs) Like it may not look like to you what you think it 
should because you're not there, but trust me on this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And, you know, and then the rest of it, we talk about, you know, things that are happening. We plan some things. We, and then we just talk about random shit. We just start, we, (laughs) things just come up. Like I'm going to have Vanessa tell her story of her, her culinary moment this morning about how, um, gosh, you know, just, but, but I laugh because this happens to me all the time. So Vanessa, tell us your story about your culinary discoveries this morning. Yeah. Well, so it's funny because as you're, as soon as you said like culinary, I was like, a lot of things happen in the kitchen, (laughs) you know, like the kitchen is my space. It's like my, it's my space where I definitely like exist and just kind of freely do stuff. I was taught how to cook, but a lot of times I really just kind of do stuff, you know, like I, I really experiment and I don't measure a lot of times unless it's baking, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's the space where I guess I'm the most open. It's the space where I was when my, my friend Holly passed and I felt it like energetically in that moment. Like that's where I was, I was cooking. So like, that's, that's, it's a space, I guess, where I'm listening or paying attention or it's, or not, I'm not sure. Vortex space where you're highly intuitive. Yes. Yes. It is my vortex. I love that. But so, yeah, um, you know, I've been going through some stuff lately and I've been blocking a lot of stuff and I've been trying to unblock a lot of stuff and, and, uh, I'm a pretty stubborn person as we know, but you know, I've been trying to let go. So I'm in the kitchen this morning, my daughter and I are getting our axes handed to us by our allergies. It's the weather's kind of, you know, getting nice. So we're going outside and, you know, We've been in South Carolina for two years. We're not used to the allergens here yet. So we get our asses kicked every time we do this, but we still, we're out playing for hours. So she gets up this morning and says, mommy, can you make me some mommy soup, which is chicken noodle soup, which we all know when we're not feeling well, it's magical, you know, for many reasons. So I'm like, you take it from scratch. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm blown away here. All right, go continue. Uh, to be honest, I make almost everything from scratch just because I love, I love cooking. I mean, I really do. I love the creation of it. I love the nourishment of it. It is like building, you know, I I really have a a caring process of cooking. I love doing it. Um, And I also like to know what's in my food um, because I have like intolerances. So the, the, the cleaner, the better, even though it's not always maybe the best for me, at least I know what's in it. Um, so yeah, so I had already, I had some frozen broth from, uh, the last time I made broth, which y'all, if you're listening, it's super easy. If you get one of those chickens from the, um, you know, like a rotisserie chicken, once you take all the meat off, you can just throw it in the crock pot with water (laughs) and you strain that and you have made chicken broth. Like it's super freaking easy and really way better for you than the sodium filled crap that's on the shelf. Anyway, I digress. So well, no, we need to myself, have a Vanessa cooking show now. I think this is a new element for his angels. I'm discovering. I'm like, you could teach us how to cook. Let's do oh, that. Uh, that was, <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to be on tangents and tangents today. I can tell because I did think about doing that. That was part of my like life, you know, life management. Like my, the name of my company is Serona life management. Cause I feel like there's so many facets of life that we need to manage. And cooking was one of them. I, for a very short period of time was like, I'm going to have like a basic cooking something or other, but fleeting thought. 
Um, no, the, the thought needs to come fleeting <laughs> back in because I am impressed. I mean, first of all, and we'll get back to the story in a second, friends, but like, okay, so first of all, you do it very quickly and very easily. Like your, your thing is ease. You're, you're, I'm dubbing you total kitchen witch right now. So oh, I totally am. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> like, I think those of us who make things complicated in our head, because we've been watching Martha Stewart too much, we need you. We need you to see you. And how awesome would it be <laughs> to have, you know, videos and recipes about how Vanessa can quickly whip up a, you know, broth, a five minute video of take all the meat off your chicken, put it in the crock pot. <laughs> Ding! You have broth. Like, you know, like, I just think that that would be amazing. Cause I know you, I know you like food and I know you like good food. So I trust you and, and how you do it. So anyway, yeah, it is, it is, you know, like we, we, and I make the comments because a lot of people who eat my food feel it. And, and, and I always make the joke, right? Like you can taste the love, but it's true. Like I really truly believe, like you can taste the intention of somebody's food when they make it with love. That's why we love our mom's food or our grandma's food or something yeah. that we eat a lot of times from somebody who loves us because they made it for us, which means it was with love um, in one way or another. So yeah. Um, I love, I cook, I make my spaghetti sauce from scratch. My kid won't eat spaghetti sauce at a restaurant because it tastes the same. I mean, I, it, and it is, cooking is a lot easier. It's just a matter of, I think a lot of people are afraid to use resources and ruin resources, right? Like food is not cheap. You know, there are a lot of people on a budget. You can't, people are afraid to go ruin quote unquote chicken, like a bunch of chicken. And then you got to go buy some more. Like I get it hundred percent. Um, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> I had some frozen broth in the freezer, uh, taking it out. Um, and now she had asked me to do this before I had had coffee. Like we got up at seven. So this was about seven 40. Um, so I dumped like a decent amount of broth all over the stove. It was, it was, I, you know what, now I know why the answers just came in. I needed the help because I was just a mess. Um, but yeah, so I get that, that stuff going on the stove and, um, I hear it, like put some lemon in it. Like, and I didn't hear it. Like it's hard. I don't think I understood when somebody says you hear something that you don't always audibly hear it. Like you just know you heard it, which is what happened. It was like, put some lemon in it. And I was like, I don't put lemon in it. Like, and this is the conversation I'm having. Like, I don't, put lemon in my soup you know like no (laughs) and it was like a couple more times and then the soup was almost ready and I was I I turned my head and looked at the fucking lemons again (laughs) I was like what like fine and that's what I said I put my hands up in the air and I said fine I will put some lemon in it and I cut the lemon in half I squeezed half of the lemon on the thing not the whole one just half of it don't know why put it in there. And y'all, it was, it was amazing. It really like, I've never done it before. It, it, it elevated it to just a level that I guess we needed citrus is good for you when you're not feeling good. So that makes sense of adding that there. But I mean, essentially I didn't do that. (laughs) Like I was being forced (laughs) by, by some ancestors to, or somebody, you know, to, to be like, no, no, no. Like, this is what you need right now. And I, and I was able to listen and do it and and it worked out great. And then I was making my smoothie and it happened again. 
We're like, put some cinnamon in it. I'm like, I don't want cinnamon in it. I don't put cinnamon in my protein shake. Like I, why? And it was like, fine. You know, like, again, throw my hands up in the air. Like just put the cinnamon in it. Don't overthink it. And I put way too much or what I thought was way too much cinnamon in it came out delicious. You couldn't even taste the cinnamon in it. But Amy and I were just talking about that and I had some matcha in it and it's like nourished my body the way that it needed to nourish my body. And I will say this too, when I was making it, I remember thinking that um, somebody had said to me once that when I'm craving something and it's not an emotional craving, that it's a physical craving, that my body's asking for it. You know, that the same way that we, when we get thirsty, we look for water. Like our body is like, drink some water, dude. We need some water. And that the same thing can happen. You know, if you're looking for a certain, you know, you need to have fruit. Like there's something about fruit that your body is needing. So, I mean, I think a little bit of that came in where I was like, okay, whatever cinnamon does for your body, I guess that's what you need. Just put, put it in there and just let it be. But um, yeah, I did. I had that conversation. I apologized. (laughs) I apologized for being stubborn and not doing it the first time. I I said out loud, I opened my pantry and I said, I'm sorry, Nana or Grammy or Aunt Mary, whoever it was, it was, you know, really beating me over the head with this. I'm sorry that I was so stubborn. (laughs) And then I was like, you are off your rocker this morning. Who are you talking to? No, you're in direct alignment with where you need to be, friend. You need to sit in your kitchen more often. You need to have a chair in it to meditate in it. You'd be going, you'd be flying to other dimensions, (laughs) right? This guess this is why it's been so hard all along. I'm trying to do it not in my vortex. (laughs) Right. Vanessa's vortex. My vortex. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a space for me. I mean, I, I love I, I mean, I used to bake a lot too. I mean, it's hard for me to juggle everything right now, but I mean, I, I love that. I've always been drawn to kitchen stuff. I love growing a garden and, and, you know, cooking with stuff that I, that I've grown, you know, there's an extra level of that. I mean, I, I love it. If I could, if I could make everything that I eat from scratch, I would, I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that thought process lot you led you to think about pioneer time. Like yes. how, how did they do that? Like how, you know, cause there wasn't Walmart, there wasn't right. McDonald's. There wasn't, there was like the field outside and their husband tilling it and, you know, and harvesting and stuff like that. And it brought us back to the idea of, you know, the things that we can can and like, you know, they, they potatoes and, yeah the root cellars that they had like potatoes and canned veggies and, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever they grew. And also I, I didn't know this until my friend had shared with me, but you can can meat. And she says it's so much better after it's been canned because it tenderizes the meat itself. You cook it apparently, and then you, you can it. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, I didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and it kind of, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, it's like, yeah, cause you know what it was at that time, you know, I think, you know, the women, they just, they were mothers and they were cooks and that, and you know, and that's kind of their role, but I just, I don't know. I find that amazing. I, I just, 
Well, that was, was a trip that I was on. Cause even just sitting there, I remember saying to myself, I don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to sit here and really start like going into that place of what did they do in the 1800s? <laughs> like, I was like, not right now, man. Why, why right now are we trying to do this? But you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it helps with today, right? Like, so it helps with intentionality today. When I think of stuff like that, I think it gives me gratitude. Number one, cause if I had to live off of what I grew, I'd die pretty quickly because I killed my garden. <laughs> but, you know, just also that, that understanding of creation that everybody has the possibility of doing, you yeah. know, and, and I don't know, just feeling grateful that I can. Well, and, you know, in, in reflection of, of your sharing your story about your cooking and how that you learned that at a very young age, because, you know, that's, that's kind of how your family went. And, and I look and I reflect back to how I was brought up and, and my relationship to cooking was my mother exhausted after working at a hospital for eight to 10 hours and coming home, which, mm-hmm. you know, was an hour both each way. And mm-hmm the idea of just her coming home and just slapping together something that was easy. I mean, we always, we ate the same five meals every week. Like there wasn't much variety and there sure as hell wasn't much fresh fruit veg. It was a lot of convenience and, and that's just the way it had to be. There's nothing on her. And I'm understand that I'm not blaming her for that. She did the best she could because she, she had three kids and she worked a job that was exhausting. exhausting. And you know, and then to come home and have to feed your kids who are arguing, who are not, who are arguing with you, you know, it's, yeah. it's a wonder she fed us at all. <laughs> Cereal every night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's just, it's like, okay, now I get why I feel cooking is exhausting is because yeah. my mother felt like cooking was exhausting because she was exhausted. Wow. Like, like it totally just epiphanic like I'm like oh that's this is what happens friends we talk like this and go oh yeah and we find these little pockets of information that we're like oh my gosh because yeah yeah, because like major you know like my mother is just cooking wasn't her forte first of all she just wasn't very good cook and you know and so when I got into the world of cooking and stuff I, I probably, my shopping list is very close to what her shopping list was in the yeah. idea of, you know, you get the bologna or the lunch meat, you get the hot dogs and you get the beef for the hamburgers. And then, yeah. and then you have macaroni and cheese and not crap dinner, but you know, even then we had some of that too. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, she was exhausted. So it, cooking to her. So I learned at a young age that cooking was unattainable. Like it, yeah. it was too labor intensive mm-hmm. to cook in the way that say my grandparents cooked or yeah. anybody else cooked. Like that's, whoa. Yeah. I'm like feeling spicy about what you just said. I'm like, <laughs> because I don't like to cook, but yet I do, but yet I don't like, <laughs> like it's overwhelming because you've been taught it was overwhelming and it probably has felt overwhelming to you at times in your life. So it just, you know, solidified that. For example, you probably stock your pantry 
yes. with things that make home cooking like easier or more Absolutely. accessible. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't stock it with just like, you know, ramen noodles, like, you know, yeah. like you, you stock it appropriately for a home cook. Yeah. That like would when be- I make my meat. list, it's like meat, vegetable, potato. Well, it's yeah. So every night it's meat, vegetable, starch of, of some kind. So when I make my list, I get meats, I get vegetables, I get pasta um, and gluten-free pasta because I have to have it, potatoes and rice. And so those kind of things all just get intermingled depending on what I feel like doing that day most of the time. Um, and we kind of do, we do Taco Tuesday every Tuesday just because we really love tacos. <laughs> so that one's an easy one for me. But um, yeah, like that's how my list goes is like me, it's, it's like I just get bulk stuff and then figure it out. And if on a day I decide, well, I want to make a stir fry today and I don't have all the stuff, then I know already like what extra stuff I need to, to throw into there. But that's a learned behavior, right? Like my mom had to plan ahead because we lived in the woods and the store that was closest to us was the vegetables weren't very fresh. Like it just, I mean, it was a nightmare for her. So we would drive to Rochester <laughs> to go to market basket that's a long like, way. Yeah, like a good 45 minutes to go to a different store. Um, and so she would have to plan ahead, right? So I kind of learned about like, get your basic plan ahead. And then you figure out your meals as you go along. And that if you have to run to the store for something small, um, you know, that completes the meal because you're feeling like having it that day, cool, but you don't need it. Like you've got all your meal stuff. And, and, and even from there, it's like, I'll open the freezer someday and go, what do I feel like cooking today? <laughs> right? Like, do I feel like slapping some chicken on the grill because, and then making a salad? Cause that's easy. And I would like to do that. Or do I feel like making like a pasta dish with, you know, chicken or whatever, but yeah, it's totally learned behavior. I am impressed. I am in many ways in awe of that. Um, and I think we need, we need your, your top 10 pantry items that you must have. Like, I want, I want your grocery list, (laughs) like share that shit with me because I'm like, because I think too, is that's important. I don't shop for, I shop for convenience. Yeah. I shop for momentary needs. Like last week I didn't have any snacks. I was hungry. I'm a snacker. I love snacks. Yeah. I, I graze all day, really. Um, yeah. And have like one or two, like, and I wouldn't say heavy, but hot meals. Um, yeah. But yeah, because I'm like, I need, like, I need a structure. I don't know. Here's, here's what I'm feeling. I don't have a structure in order. And then I don't know how to create one in order to make my pantry, my freezer, my fridge serve me in how to cook in a sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cause if the stuff's not there, it's I, not there and you don't know what, to, like, you don't, you're not going to do it first of all, but it's, it's, you know, like, so when you said the thing about Martha Stewart, I related to it because I, you know, like I kind of grew up with that, you know, like, like I said, meat, potato starch or meat starch, and, and vegetable every night, no matter what it was. And for, you know, and times when, when money was tight, we were eating things that my dad shot in the woods <laughs> out of the freezer. So we were eating venison. We were eating bear. Like, <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> no, like Yum. I'm, I'm all in. I won't ever do it again unless I absolutely have to. Oh. I don't. They, they just don't work for me. Um, but and it wasn't moose. Mm-hmm. Moose is best. Yeah, it, it tastes I, more like beef. Yeah, I think I think yeah. I'm trying to think if we we didn't have moose as often. Um, but yeah, I think probably if I had a choice, but. I mean, and, and my mom, my mom actually makes a really good venison lasagna. Like you can barely tell that it's venison in there. It's so good. Um, but that's also because she makes the lasagna. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so she makes it from scratch. So there's all that extra stuff in there that helps it along. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it, I think, so it takes a while to, to get into your own rhythm because it's, it's about like what you can do and what you want to do, um, how adventurous you feel, how much time you have, you know, like I'm going back over, you know, right now, even just thinking about different phases of my life, you know, like times when I was working more, what was I eating then, you know, versus now when I have a lot more time to prepare meals, you know, sometimes I'll go a little more extravagant, if you will, meaning I'll just take my time cooking something that might take a little bit longer, but you know, when I was pressed on time and even pressed on money, you know, I still had like kind of a basic list of stuff, but it was based on what I was going to eat realistically, (laughs) right? Like, you know, there's, 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 there's shopping for what I should eat. And then they're shopping for what I'm realistically going to eat. But yeah, I mean, I would say, so on a regular basis, I'm trying to think of like the five to 10 things that I buy the most often are bread, eggs, uh, crushed tomatoes, and diced tomatoes. I'll just use that together. So it's like sauce stuff, pasta, rice, meat, um, salad stuff, because we eat salad a lot. Um, what else? Fruit, because my daughter likes to have fruit. And, I, and, and when I have a snack, the rare, rare time that I have a snack, I like to have like, you know, some apples with peanut butter or... Um, you know, carrots with hummus or something like that. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of like an, another thing that I eat. I mean, other than condiments, I would say. What are your breakfast items? Usually the eggs, the toast. My daughter eats cereal every now and then. Uh, yeah, I guess pancakes, but I make those from scratch usually. <laughs> but, but what I do with those so here's an idea of what I do with those. I make those ahead of time, a whole bunch of them, and then I throw them in the freezer so yeah. that I can put them in the toaster yeah. and just warm them up for her in the morning. And I don't have to freaking make pancakes 18 times. <laughs> right. Like, so there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of tricks to it, but it's, it, it is also comfort, you know, like when somebody's not used to cooking, it's overwhelming to buy a whole, like a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be cooked because it's like, now I've committed to doing this every day and I'm not even sure I'm comfortable with doing it once. Yeah. And for me, it's, I, I find great reward in cooking for myself. It's a nurturing thing because I would cook for every, see, it's funny because when I had kids and, you know, I was dating like years and years ago, that was the thing. That's how I nurtured people was I cook. And it wasn't so much a cooking thing. Like I cooked great extravagant meals. I think my repertoire was meatloaf, lasagna, and chicken Alfredo. Those are my top three repertoires of good food that I ate. And, but I baked, I'm a baker. 
I'm, I'm a, you know, I love to, I used to love to bake. I don't anymore because I don't want it in my house, although I'll buy it, but I won't do it because <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you'll buy it. But yet you won't sit there and make it. <laughs> I buy it because I get one piece of a brownie versus a nine by 13 pan of brownies. Freezer so, is your friend. I, know. I have brownies in my freezer right now, individually wrapped. So yeah. that when I want a brownie, I take it out <laughs> and I can only have one. <laughs> Good thinking, my friend. See, you're I'm, teaching me already. Like I do it with cookies because I like to bake, but I don't like to eat them. And I certainly don't like to eat them all at once. It's like every now and then. So the freezer is your best friend. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit blown away right now. I <laughs> knew that we were going to do a podcast about cooking, but hey, that's, right. that's the well, magic. And I have a question for you. Why are you nourishing other people, but not yourself? <laughs> Well, there you go. There's, there's that deserving factor. Shit. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and after you guys listen to the podcast, this will come out after this will come out after the podcast, the next podcast, because I'm I, the next body podcast. So you'll have heard this already, I think. <laughs> yes. So you know, in, in that body podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, me seeing what I've done to me and, and taking ownership and having that reaction, you know, maybe that's part of the process. Sure. Me learning how to nurture and cook for myself and, and just, and, um, you know, and understanding and here's, and, and as I'm talking, I'm, I'm getting the download and, and, and the, my, Guides are always trying to make me understand shit, but I don't listen. They're like, there's a reason why it feels good to keep your kitchen clean. It's so that you can cook food for yourself. Like this morning, I didn't, I I made a bagel. I didn't cook eggs, which is normally a a breakfast thing for me because I have to have protein. But because Mm -hmm. I had grocery delivery and I have everything all over the place, I did not put everything away. I didn't want to cook because my, I did not create an environment that was cookable. Yeah. And I think that that is my biggest struggle is that, and, and they say, they, they show me all the things that are out of place that are creating space for me not to do the nurturing things in my life because of the fact that I would have to do too many things before getting to that one thing that would make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Well, damn. Shit, love it. Truth bombs don't drop today for me. Shit. <laughs> right? Listen, this is, and this all started. I don't know which one. Again, like I don't know which. I don't know who was yelling at me about lemons today. Grammy, I'd say Grammy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, probably because you know, like each each person that I was, I, I was a little too frazzled, I think, to really stop and think about it because when I really think of those three people that I suspected. <laughs> They all do very different things, right? Like, so my Nana was always the baker and she cooked, but, um, you know, she came from a, an Irish family. So she was very, you know, like lots of boiled dinners, like very basic dinners, you know, like she wouldn't do anything creative like that, I don't think. And my Aunt Mary was, um, she's just like, I, she's savory type, like, you know, like kind of 
do whatever you want kind of thing. Like I don't, I, I, it wouldn't have been in her, it wouldn't have been normal for her to do that. But my Grammy <laughs> was like our cook, our, our like, like this is where, you know, I, I make my daughter cucumbers with salt on them. Cause that was one of my favorite things. It's very, very simple. But my, one of my favorite things about being at the lake house is that it would be so hot and those cucumbers were like salty and cool. And, but she would be in the kitchen and you always could feel the love in her food because she was, you know, really creating it. So yeah, it's probably Grammy. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, this is all coming from, from, from Grammy. <laughs> being like hello thank <laughs> yeah thanks and thank you for telling me to only put a half a lemon because the whole lemon would not have uh would not have gone so well <laughs> but um yeah like I think you know there's a lot in this and I and and you know I think many people have kind of a block in this area and I had shared a post earlier on Facebook it's funny I didn't think we were gonna talk about cooking either um, but I had shared a, a post on Facebook earlier that was kind of about like the processed food industry and how they've they've kind of pushed pushed us in that kind of direction. But my take on it was like there's a lot of people that have grown up in the convenience generation now that rely on it. You know, like I've had friends that are asking me, like, do you put the pasta in the water before or after it boils? And to me, I'm like whoa you know like okay I this is where we're at like this is how your life has been for whatever reason you know mostly because two parent households working don't they don't really offer time for sit in the kitchen with me you know it's hard to cook with a kid like my daughter wants to help me it takes two times longer to do everything because she's little but I have the time to do that so that she can learn I understand a lot of young people don't have that but to me, I was like, well, this is just, this is half of the problem of a lot of things. Like people are feeling like they can't take care of themselves because they can't, you know, they're feeling like they're relying on all kinds of stuff that makes them unhealthy because they're not sure how to step into that space of creation and, and, and be able to do things like this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, maybe it is, it is more important for people who have, um, how did we start here? Oh, uh, huh. I'm like, how do we, how, where did, where am I even coming from? I'm coming from way, way back. This came from the Martha Stewart thing <laughs> of, so I learned basic cooking basically. And then I married somebody who was an Italian and I got this big thing in my head that I wasn't a good enough cook somehow, even though I never heard any complaints. So I would start to watch cooking shows. And I remember being like, I don't even know what these things are like, but I know how to cook good food. Like I can cook fine without all this fancy shit. And I still don't have fancy shit in my kitchen. And the fancy shit I do have in my kitchen, I I use very rarely because I bought it for one specific dish that maybe I wanted to try. It's not people overthink it because you watch people like that. You know, it's, there are very few people out there that are creating very basic meals. Rachel Ray was one of the only ones that I could watch and be like, yeah, that all makes sense. You're using just normal people's shit. Like you're not busting out sassafras and like all this other stuff, vanilla beans and scraping them out. They're like Saffron $12. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Saffron. It's like $50 a package for two stems. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like stuff like that. It. 
right exotic stuff and but the reality being that in all cultures they don't use that fancy shit like it's it's for tv it's for whatever that you don't need all of that kind of stuff you can cook thai food with basic ingredients you can cook chinese you, you can like do a chinese food dupe with regular ingredients you know like it's it's really not that but we we do that we watch it it looks overwhelming people won't even try because it's hard to follow so yeah they do and then they don't quite succeed because they're not basic cooks like you know it's like i mean just to the grace of god i know how to boil an egg and and i can you know i can cook basic things but i'm i'm not a I'm not a from scratch cook, like for a lot of things, like pasta sauces. No, I I still use jarred sauce, but it's like, I I know, but it's like, but not having that. It's like, this is a big, like, you know, this is, this is like, I'm like, yeah, because my mom couldn't be bothered. She, it's like, how do you, you leave your house at 5 a.m., drop your kids off, go to work, come back. It's like almost 4 to 5 p.m. after you picked your kids up. You're trying to get them to do their homework. You're yelling and screaming at them because they're arguing with you. And you're trying to cook them a meal. And then when do you have time to sit for yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I, I think I've signed on to the fact that there's not enough time to cook, but yet I get done at five o'clock and I don't go to bed till nine 30, but yet, but yet, I mean, there are some nights that I don't have time because I have other commitments, but, but yet I still feel that I have that narrative regardless. I mean, I'll have that narrative over the weekend when I have all the time in the world to cook. (laughs) It's like, shit, this is the times that I need to eke out like two hours in one weekend to just maybe do some, pre-cook prep cook and so that yeah. I do make my week easy and mm-hmm. I can it's like meal prep it's I used I mean and I did that for forever when I was going to the gym eons ago like I used to do meal prep all the time I know yeah. how easy it is but mm-hmm. at the same time it takes time yeah well and I do it sometimes during the day like if I if I need a break at noon right like and I'm like crawling out of my skin for whatever reason I'll go chop the vegetables for the night for, for dinner later and put them in the refrigerator like now I've given, now I've given myself an advantage later on in the day when I really, truly, you know, I get tired. We all get tired by the end of the day, you know, and it's, it really is just about knowing yourself and being like, what's realistic. What is realistic for me to start with? You know, like I've had clients before that are trying to change the way that they eat, you know, like, oh, you know, like I, I, I eat too much of blank and it's like, okay, well just commit to one night a week, making it like your special dinner for yourself, you know, like, and, and whatever that means you know, that can mean, you know, if you really love burgers, make a special burger for yourself every week, like try something different, you know, put something different on it, start slow, like a lot of people feel like you have to go off to the races, like we do with everything, right? Like we have to do full immersion. And it's just a trap. (laughs) It's just a trap. (laughs) We really are better served to just kind of ease our way into it and allow it to become part of us you know, and connect to it. Like I'm connected to cooking. I don't like not cooking. I don't like sitting in, at a restaurant and not knowing what's in the food and not having cooked it. It doesn't, it, it, I don't have the same feeling. You know, I love to create it. I love to taste it and add what I decide to add. You know, like my sauce doesn't taste the same every week. 
there's always something that's a little off because I don't measure, you know, some weeks I want a little sweeter one. I'll put a little bit more basil in it. But again, like this is all process that takes time, but it's, it's hard to find the time. It's hard to want to do it. And it's hard to believe you can when you haven't, you know, like I have friends that I've, I've bought spice mixes for them and said, just throw this on your chicken, like start there so that you know what that, those things taste like on a piece of chicken. What a great thing to sell on an Etsy shop. (laughs) You agreed you want blends. My God. (laughs) This is like the greatest podcast. (laughs) We're just, I mean, we should just call this the, the spirit download podcast. Cause I feel like that's all we're doing. We're just getting hit by shit. But see, I, I hope, friends, that this is an example of how sometimes when you when you have and talk about random stuff, that these epiphanies like kind of show up. Like you just you begin to have this sense of um, like you know, me and Vanessa, we were just laughing and joking and carrying on. But from that laughing and joking, carrying on has come from like some. I've had a, like at least three epiphanies in this whole <laughs> podcast already. Like. And, and, you know, no, it's not about our mind and psychology, but it is about, it is about it because food has a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves, how we think Mm -hmm. about food, how we think about cooking, you know, Mm -hmm. and as you see, like my, my mind was made up that there was never enough time to cook for myself. And that, you know, and part of it I see is my own sabotaging my ability to cook by not keeping a, a, organized I won't say clean because it is clean but organized kitchen like Mm -hmm. because I don't do that I sabotage my ability to cook for myself yeah what the what (laughs) like you know like friends like this shit is real this is real time like epiphany kind of inducing right so it is the psychology it's the psychology of life you know like people really um underestimate the spaces that we live in and what we create in them as like one of the bigger parts of how we feel, you know, when I'm cooking, I'm mindful of what I'm putting in there, you know, because I want to feel good. Right. Like, so if I'm cooking something and I, and, and, you know, like there's a difference between going to a restaurant and not knowing that they put a giant amount of butter on your steak (laughs) to finish it off. (laughs) and you just eat it and it's delicious yeah, like, I, my gosh <laughs> right? butter. Yeah. yeah exactly but when you're in your own kitchen you're not going to put that much you're going to put some on there because you know that that's you know like that's how that delicious finish happens but I guarantee you're not using the same amount because you're mindful of it you know that you're creating something to nourish your body and you want it to taste good but you're not trying to yeah. I don't know there's just something mental that happens there And that carries into everything, right? It's like when people start to do yoga, they all say the same thing. Like once I start to really be mindful about taking care of my body, there's some weird mindset shift that makes me care in other places. (laughs) Huh? It's a whole thing. And man, I just, I mean, the whole, I got something to do. We just had a whole pre-show about my, my, my business direction. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel a side biz coming on already. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but here's the thing is that you label yourself as a psychologist on Facebook. Why not label yourself 
as a psychologist, but life management and life management mm-hmm. encompasses cooking, taking care of yourself. It encompasses wellness, your health, wellness, as well as mental and emotional health. Girl, that's the name of my company for that reason. I <laughs> Serona Life Management. Serona is the goddess of sea and springs and life management because it's like, I felt like I didn't want people to only come thinking that you had to be mentally ill to get some guidance that, that life management is what most of us struggle with. We can't manage what's happening in life. <laughs> well, and I'm your first customer because I obviously just had like the major epiphanies around food and cooking that I'm like, oh shit, now I've opened that box and I've got to go deal with what's inside of it. So it's like, you know, not in a bad way, but in a way of, all right, let's go look at my kitchen. Where are we yeah. not being successful? What is it? How are we not being successful? And you know, I'm so I, excited about that. By the I, way, I know three things already. Like I know I need to get rid of because I I recycle tra- like I recycle the paper bags that we get for our groceries up here. So instead of using plastic trash bags, I use those bags mm-hmm. because it's it's economical. It's you sure. know, but I don't always take them to the dumpster quick enough. Mm-hmm. So right now I have two in there. So it's blocking my ways of getting to my cupboards. So it's, ah. it's, it's preventing me. So there's things in my home that I can improve on in that area that can make it successful. I just have to commit to doing that. Yeah, or connect yeah. to what it does for you. And, you and, know, and if you've done it in the past, mm-hmm, there's a connection there. Yeah. It's just that disconnect of doing it for yourself, the nurturing of yourself. Yep. You know, and I, I think I can, I can definitely relate to that because when I was single, sometimes it would be like, you're going to make a whole ass meal for yourself. And it would be like, yeah, I deserve a whole ass meal. Like (laughs) I work my ass off. Like, why should I eat like a fucking frozen burrito? Like I work too hard to get a frozen burrito. Right. Take 30 minutes, find what you can do and do it. If you're tired, that's okay. You know, if you're my, my favorite tired meal is grilled chicken over salad with bread that I toast and then put butter on it, then put garlic powder on it and put it in the oven for 10 minutes. <laughs> and it makes garlic toast. It does not take a lot of time to do that. Yeah. And it tastes really good to me. You know, I mean, not everybody who loves salad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that from the time of my life of like, what, what works for me when I'm tired? What's my go-to's when I don't feel like doing this? Yeah. But I still want to like do something, you know, and feel like I've created what goes into my body and I'm not just letting somebody else do it. Yeah. Bam. Good God, guys. This is, this is what, this is maybe I get it. Okay. Universe. Yeah. You don't have to say, haha. I told you so. It was going to be a good podcast. Like I hear it. It's gloating. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. Because how many, really, how many false starts? What should we talk about today? And then we just, something else came up. What should we talk about today? And then something else came up. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Like, just let, let us be where we are, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this, this is a, this is a space that I don't, I don't know that we would ever think to do something like this. No, it never really like crossed my mind. We're all in our heads about feelings and therapies and like he but this is just as big if anything I mean especially if you're on a body journey hello like huge light bulbs like yeah 
Like, I am like, okay, this is what I needed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I am really, you know, I, I know how blessed I am that my mom, you know, and my family was able to have that time, but I also know how much I love to, it is something that I love. Like I was excited to talk about that. I love to help people like feel connected to, to themselves and, and their abilities and something like that is a basic life need, you know? And I think when I had my daughter, that was when it really kind of solidified in my head in, in that way. Like she relied on me to eat. And I saw how like, or I thought in my head, I don't even see she was a baby, but just kind of like, what is that like? What is that like to not be able to feed yourself? And like, that's what happens when you don't feel like you can cook. Like you rely on having money to be able to buy or what, I mean, I don't even really think I've gone that far to think about it, but right now (laughs) in this moment, I'm like, damn, I bet there's lots of people feeling that way, you know, and feeling afraid to start or feeling like they don't understand enough to even try, Yeah, you know, um, where they don't even understand that there's a, like their, their relationship with the idea of, I mean, and I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about cooking, cooking, yeah. like, and how that's been distorted by watching your parents cook or not cook yeah you know like mm-hmm. our relationship with cooking and mine shifted well mine shifted because i i also dated a chef which that was the worst um yeah ever being a non-cook and try to cook for a chef <laughs> oh my god no was- <laughs> no thankfully i've never done that i'm the universe knows i'm too anxiety for that kind of life <laughs> I know. right exactly. <laughs> like okay whatever all right the great thing he liked my meatloaf my lasagna yeah um, but, uh, but that's evidence that there's more kitchen witch in you than you know yeah because if you were able to make meatloaf for a chef and they were able able to love it yeah it's in there you know what things are supposed to taste like and you can create it yeah there's so, <laughs> that there's so many different, I, I mean, I feel, I also feel like this is an important podcast for us to do exactly what you just said. Like we need to get out of our heads sometimes because even when we do the, like, let's do a fun podcast. I think our thought process is still, well, it has to be educational. Like, and it has to have a tone. It has to have a, you know, a, a, a this is what we're going to talk about. And this is what we're going to educate about. And really just forgetting um, that process we talked about process so much in the pre-show yeah and we just now I just realized why we said that word so much because we were meant to demonstrate process yeah hey yeah I love this (laughs) thank you cinnamon and matcha yeah thank you (laughs) Grammy and lemons (laughs) I'm gonna I swear when we get off of here, I'm going to message everyone on my, you know, on my dad's side of the family and be like, does anybody know if Grammy put lemon in her, in her chicken soup? Cause I need to know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I, I know the answer. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. So 
I'm, I'm grateful that we took this journey with you. I can't see what comes out of this because I think that I, I hope this, this also opened doors for you in a sense of creating a more dynamic forefront and not just being, not that, not that psychology isn't beautiful and not that you don't do it wonderfully, but I think that there's more facets of you that we have not seen and that we have not witnessed that I think you could offer us. And, yeah. you know, and there's a reason in that moment of creating your name and creating that desire to what you want it to be. Maybe it's returning to what that was and, and seeing mm-hmm. the ways that we can do it because I'm all in. You want to make videos? I'll edit them for you. I will, I will do whatever I can to support you in your process and, and becoming a very dynamic human that can offer people their a whole life way of healing and not oh, just goodness. through the mind, but also through their, their hearts and their cooking and their food and their movement. Because I know at some point you were, you were talking, you know, you were the coach, you know, you wanted to be a physical, like kind of like a, a personal trainer type of coach type of thing. And that was part of it too, because you've had experience in that. So mm-hmm. I'm on board. And I think that, you know, when you're ready and you want to dial it out, some of that out to for these angels and try it on and see how people react. We're here for it. Well, let me tell you something funny. <laughs> my domain name expires in five days which <laughs> i just got the email for before we got on here and i was like should i just get rid of it like and because i i mean i have the company name and that's you know because that's where my funds go to and then they get dispersed you know through it's just easier to have the business but i thought in my head do i really need a website that i'm not even using <laughs> What do you think the answer is? So funny. (laughs) What do you think the answer is, Vanessa? Yeah, I think the answer is just redo the, the, yeah, renew, revamp. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I I mean, it is, that was the connection that I had made even when, like when I was, it took me a long time to name it. And I worked a long time ago after my first job. I mean, after my first degree, I worked in the office of a place called uh, Center for Life Management. And then they eventually changed it to CLM behavioral health because they wanted it to be more behavioral health. But I remember being like center for life management sounds like there's so many things that could happen here. There wasn't, but <laughs> to me, it felt like you come in and there's like so many things that you'll learn about how to do your life. So when I was naming the company and this is going way back to right after I had Scarlett, I thought in my head about that and, and cooking was one of those things movement was one of those things like you know and and I had ideas for like hooking up with my friend who's a a nutritionist and like I had all these ideas but it was overwhelming to me I had a newborn daughter and I was like uh you're you're like your headspace is not welcome here (laughs) like like in this realm like you're not going to be able to do this and then I fell into you know that you got to work you know like you got to work so do what you know and create later. And now, you know, I didn't create later. I just kind of worked and now it's, I'm being called and pushed continuously since last year to step into, you know, these spaces and, and part of it, I mean, refinishing furniture. I love doing it. I just, with this project that I'm doing right now, it opened up my eyes to other things that I can do as a, stream of income that's fun 
you know, like there's only so many freaking tables <laughs> and shit you can have in your own house. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I mean, you can create stuff like that and, and sell them whenever you want, you know, and, and have that be part of it. But that is also, again, part of like life management, right? When people are afraid to try new hobbies because they don't know how to do it. You know, when I was painting, one of my friends was like, you should totally do a live of painting. And I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like the reason why I haven't done it is because I don't know. I don't even know what to tell people to do. Like do this, do this, do this. <laughs> like I'm looking at a picture and just doing it. I don't know why, why that would be interesting, but it's all coming back around to that. Like, that, like you said, not, not being one dimensional and it is what I crave. And that's why you know, I'm, I'm ready to step two feet in. I just haven't known what it looks like. And that's why I haven't done it because I'm, I really am a little bit afraid of, of, of having to do it over and over. I'm tired of doing it over and over. I kind of want to be hit the mark as, as, as closely as possible this time. <laughs> so lots to think about. I mean, even, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, there's, there's flavors, there's, you know, there's flavors. It's like, it's bringing and even if you want to just test waters about how to do it is like bringing it on, doing some of the lives in the groups and that, you know, we talk about you, you bring us into your kitchen, you set us up, we're live, we're talking, Vanessa's cooking. What is she cooking? She's going to yeah. show us how to do this. And, you know, and, and, and I, I'm <laughs> shit, I'm down. I'm like, I am, in, I am like, pumped I am like ready and I am excited for you and I am like let's do it <laughs> and I you know like I'm buzzing because I'm like I'm the girl that does every I try everything I love every I, like I just love doing stuff so my closet is full of stuff that's you know like my craft it's my craft closet because that's what it is and it's all stuff that I'm interested in. I don't do it all the time, but I like to pull it out whenever I, whenever I want, but it's all stuff that I go, I was interested in. I saw somebody else did it. And I said, let me try it. it. Took me a long time to get to that space of being like, well, if I fuck it up, I'll just learn, you know, like, and a lot of people are afraid to get into that space and allow yourself to quote unquote waste resources. It's, it's, it's a lack mindset. Well, and it's hard. And I do get, like you were saying before, you know, not some of us don't have the extra cash. If we fuck up, you know, a packet of chicken, that's $12. It's like, yeah. that's a lot of money for some people yeah. and that's going to feed their family. And mm-hmm. I so can relate to that because that's how, you know, I just, that's why I don't experiment in the kitchen a lot is because of that. It's like, you know, I, I, I really wanted a steak and I splurged and spent $10 on this steak, but yeah. I don't want to try something that I'm going to hate and not eat it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this is why we go with what we know, yeah. right? Go yeah. with what you know. What do you know tastes good? Good, you know. Like my here's 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 a quick one before we go. <laughs> Spices I use every single day: salt, pepper, garlic powder, and onion powder. I use them every single day on almost every single thing. <laughs> True story. You cannot go wrong with those spices. They go good on steak. They go good on chicken. They go good on vegetables. You cannot go wrong with those. <laughs> the only one I don't have is onion powder. Yeah. I, and it's I, salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah. And the onion powder adds like a little bit of a, like a, 
I can taste it in my mouth right now, but like kind of a like little funky flavor, yeah. but it doesn't, it's not an overwhelming onion flavor, but it goes so good with everything. And those are, you know, those are my basics. And then the brightening flavors, it brightens a lot of what's already there. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, like if that's all people start with great, you know, because you don't have to, you don't have to throw the kitchen at the pan. <laughs> <laughs> your spice cupboard into the pan it's like okay let's see if this works exactly (laughs) and that's what I think people think you know is is gonna happen but honestly you use those things and use a tiny bit at a time you can add a little bit like layer it they call layering it I guess I don't know see I don't really know the terms but you add a little bit at a time and you taste your food and that's how you get to know what not only what you like but how to cook you taste it as you go along right like and it builds confidence if I'm making a sauce and I taste it and I go this is very tomato-y what is missing and really think about it I'm gonna hear the word salt you're gonna hear the word salt (laughs) because you're gonna be like there's no salt in here you know (laughs) that kind of stuff and you build up I mean yeah I'm excited about this apparently I I am too I'm pumped kitchen witchery yeah I even have an idea I even have an idea as soon as you said spice I was like mfr the other day I was at the store and I bought this little box that hangs on the wall and I said to myself I'm gonna put little like like spell bottles or something I'm gonna make it into a thing that somebody hangs on their wall and it'll have spell bottles whether it'll just be the bottles with a label on it for them to do themselves or um, you know, like I'll just throw some stuff in there, but now it sounds like they could be spice mixes and it would be the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Totes. This is an amazing podcast. <laughs> well, my friends, I hope we've inspired you. I hope we've inspired you to have very co- funny conversations that you just you just have with friends and and let the conversation bring its epiphanies, its ideas, especially when you're talking about funny things like listening to spirit and going, okay, fine. You know, and it's yelling just, at your ancestors in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, have you had moments where you've had that your ancestors or your guides are reaching out and they're telling you something and you're like, no, and they keep telling you and you're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. And you trust me, it's best to listen. Friends, even especially when friends ask you for their opinion and they go against your opinion and then they don't like what they get. You're like, well, I told you so, you right. know, he said. That's true. So. That's <laughs> wow. I'm blown away. Like I. Yeah. But that's the magic. Honestly, it's, I'm blown away, but I'm not surprised because we do this all the time. We just don't record it. <laughs> this one's recorded so now you have a little bit of ownership in this one yeah which is <laughs> fine it's totally fine for me because I mean I think it's, it, again like, these are easy we know we know mama likes easy I like to just yeah. show up <laughs> I can I'm just here. Up, right? like I can just show up and do it and I'm good <laughs> well guys we love you we hope you've enjoyed this podcast we hope you've laughed and maybe you had your own few epiphanies about cooking and about food. Yeah. And, and if you need help, you know, we have our resident kitchen, witch. So <laughs> we will talk to you next week and we hope you have an amazing week ahead. Yes. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. 
We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.